Okay, good evening everybody. Uh, welcome to the next episode of the AG podcast. Uh, I'm your host for this evening, Jaminator, and I've got uh, the regular Ash Cohen. Evening Ash, mate. Good evening all. How are we? Yes, not bad. Thank you very much, mate. Not bad. Um, we were meant to have uh, this sort of semi-regular uh, Riverman as well, but um, due to his Nokia 3310 playing up, we are uh, unfortunately without him today. So, But thanks for turning up anyway. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we have got a worthy replacement in the sense that we've got the uh, the Prem champion, all hail King Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Good evening. How are we doing? Yes, not bad. Thank you very much, mate. So your first experience... <laughs> Your first experience of the podcast, mate. You looking forward to it? Yeah, excited. Nervous, excited. Don't ask me anything too difficult. <laughs> I'm sure we won't, mate. I'm sure we won't. Right. <clears throat> so just to uh, give you all a rundown how it's going to look. So we're going to kick off with a season review because I think apart from possibly the playoff for the um, the championship, everything's pretty much decided now. Um, so we'll have a bit of a season review which I guess will sort of play into the managerial awards, the uh, the league awards at the end of the season. We'll then move on, have a bit of a chalk with Aaron as well <clears throat> about how he became champion. We'll talk uh, a bit about the Dazraza tournament that's going on, and then we'll move on to wages, play evaluations, and then finish off with listeners' questions. So first of all then, boys, um, the, uh, the Prem, where we all reside, all Prem podcast, look at this. Um, so... I'll just uh, sort of run down, obviously, the final positions and then we'll throw it out there and have a bit of a chat. So we've got, obviously, Aaron is the champion, 43 points. Um, just one point below with Berger in second, Jaxie third, Paulo's fourth, Ash fifth, Joe sixth, Wells a seventh, me eighth, Bonzi ninth, Jamie Surfer, who obviously left the league's tenth, and Ryan Jones eleventh. So, uh, Ash, if we go to you first, mate, I mean, how... Did it sort of look how you expected it to look? I mean, it'd be great to see what we uh, what we predicted at the start. Yeah, I mean, obviously this season, <clears throat> I didn't think it was going to be as. Uh, I mean, Berger, you look at him last year. You know, I went a majority. Was it the whole season unbeaten? Don't think so. Maybe, maybe not. I'd have to check that. One. I think he lost one. Um, you know, but I think you look at the players in that league. Obviously, yourself, Aaron, Jaxi. Uh, you know, obviously came into the leagues recently as well. Paul Lowe's, um, you know, I, 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 without sounding too modest, myself, uh, yourself, Jam, you know, it, it's, I'm I'm not surprised to see it more contested this season. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I think I agree with the whole site. It's nice to see uh, someone else other than Berger win it. <laughs> it was getting that sort of Liverpool syndrome towards the end, wasn't it? Anybody but Berger. Everybody was kind of ganging up on him, and I think it was a case of uh, anybody, uh, whether it be Jaxie or Aaron, to win. Um, just because I don't know, he's, he's insufferable. If he wins, you'll never stop hearing about it. I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, Aaron, what did you think about the uh, the season overall? Yeah, I think it I think it was a great season. I mean, I'll be honest, I never in a million years expected to win it. I know I might come across as uh, I'm quite confident in myself, but looking at that league, it's probably the hardest league I've probably ever played in <coughs> on AG. So to come out on top of that. With some of the names down there, pretty chuffed to be honest. I mean, especially thing, with my team as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing um, that sort of stood out for me, especially you know while we're on the subject with with you winning, was mm-hmm. um, you look at Berger, you look at Jaxie and Ash. I don't know if you think this as well, but those two sort of when they won games, it was very much like they sort of you know you look at it for the goal scored as well. You know they blew people away a lot of the time. You know, seventy three goals scored for Berger, eighty two for Jaxie. Obviously, we know about the whole fourteen. Gold debacle with Jamie Surfer, but um, 
but I think you know you look at them and you know they scored a lot of goals and they would sort of trounce people. Obviously, my own experience playing you, Aaron, they were both quite tight games in the Prem. Um, do you think that like you sort of you ground out the, the victories more than anything, and sort of you know and hung on and you know fought for each victory? Oh, definitely. I think a lot of my results, without actually looking against the probably the better players, were maybe three two two one, always one goal in it. So, to be honest, if it weren't for my keeper towards end. I think I'd have probably drawn or maybe even lost quite a lot of my games. I can't remember many where I actually battered someone, so to speak, like they would. Mm. So I think I have got quite lucky this season. Other seasons, them results haven't really gone for me. But it just all seemed to click into place for me this season. I guess it's the fact as well where you look at it and you only drew one game. You know, you drew one game and lost five. You lost more yeah. than Jackson and Berger. But the fact yeah. that you won that one more, obviously, is where you've uh, where you've done it. I've said there's no in-between with me. It's win or lose. Mm. I don't like draws. The boring. And obviously, you look at the the form as well. I mean, you won every game out of the last uh, last five leading up to the end of the season. Um, you know, whereas Berger, obviously, you know, he lost against Jaxi, and well, they took points off each other, didn't they? Which is probably which was the decider. Well, definitely, definitely helps. I mean, my form. I think uh, I played about six games, and then I actually played Berger and Paul consecutively, and I lost all four games. But from there, I think I only lost one game towards end of the season against Jaxi. So I think I ended up winning about eight, seven out of eight. I yeah, I mean, it's it's a testament to the fact, obviously, you won it. I think that's that's where you won it as well. Like you say, was the uh, I, I don't want to say scrappy because I don't think it is scrappy, mm. but it's you know you scrapped for the points if that makes sense. You know, you know you've sort of Definitely. held on and, and fought for the points, which was uh, which is good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we had the whole debacle of um, Berger and Jackson waiting to play the game. Um, which I know we, we had a bit of a banter about on the site and things, but you know, in all honesty, did that that frustrate you? No, I'll be honest. I was I was just saying it just to be a bit of a numpty. Just, just to get in the heads. Their game was the important one. Mine weren't. I could have beat Rye Jones ten <clears> 0 <throat> twice and still mm-hmm. not one week. So my game to me weren't really important. Obviously, one side won both my games. It kind of did become important, but ultimately theirs were the the decider. So. No, I'm not really bothered what they did. I just gave him a bit of grief just for the sake of it. I mean, <clears throat> so looking at um, so Ash, I'll come to you now. I mean, looking at looking at the way the season ended up. I mean, what are the major shocks there for you? Um, <coughs> I think probably to see yourself down where you are. Um, you know, obviously, I know you, I know you, I know you stayed up. Um, and whatnot, but I think given the team you have, I think it was a bit of a shock. Um, in my opinion, um. But I mean, I, I, I do I do look at those top four players: Aaron Berger, Jaxi, and Paul. Uh, Paul Lowe's. I mean, I think this was it the season before he had a shocking season. Um, you know, or did was he? Did he go? Oh, do you know what? My memory's awful. Um, yeah, he went. He went down. He went, yeah. two seasons ago went down. Yeah, pretty poorly as well, and then he came back up. Yeah, last season. I mean, you know, Leon. Oh, oh sorry, Paul. <laughs> um, you know, I think Paul. Uh, seeing Paul in the top four uh, is a bit of a shock. Um, just purely because of the seasons he's had, um, but I don't know. It's it's amazing when uh, you know you you have someone decent playing on behind the controller. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, what about you? Apart from obviously, like you already stated, you obviously didn't think you'd win it yourself. Any major shocks? Ash has pretty much mentioned them. I'm shocked to see you down there. Sorry to mention it again. <laughs> uh, maybe Ash at fifth. I think Ash has got a really good team, and Ash. 
you know, we know we can beat anybody. I thought we'd have finished a bit higher than fifth. But just going back to Paul, I mean, I used to play Paul two or three years ago, and he was a very good player back then. So I think he just had a little dip, and he's just come back. Because he's not a poor player. Mm. I think he just maybe had a few... A rough year, maybe, on just FIFA. Just a few poor yeah. seasons, maybe. You know, we, we all have rough years on FIFA. I've had four mm-hmm. or five, if you ask some people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to answer the question, obviously, sort of, you know, people say about the surprise to see me down there with my team and things like that. I mean, bear in mind, the team I've got, I mean, I had an amazing transfer deadline day. You know, I mean, I brought in most of those players on that last day. Um, and obviously, Gabriel Jesus, you know, managed to score a hat-trick in the uh, playoff final. To, uh, to keep me in the Prem. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. You know, I thought about not throwing that game, but, you know, not maybe playing to my fullest to, to go in the championship because this season has been really difficult. You know, I mean, I've lost 10 games, drew five, won five. I've really struggled against some of the players in our division. But do you know what? I think next season, I think if I can keep a consistent team, and I think that's the key as well, keeping a consistent team, then I, I might be doing all right next season. And we'll have to see. I think next podcast, obviously, when we'll talk about season predictions and, and whatnot. So I don't want to go too far into that now. Um, I mean, just a, a final note on, on the Prem. I mean, for me, looking at um, the, the lads going down, Bonzi, Ryan Jones, and obviously um, Jamie will get replaced by someone else. Um, I think Bonzi, I think he'll probably stay in the, in the championship personally. I think he'll probably be mid to high table championship. Ry Jones, I think he, if he gets the right team, I think he could come back up. I think he's actually all right, to be fair. Um, but, I mean, again, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, won't we? Um, sorry, mate, were you going to say something there, Aaron? No, sorry. All right, okay. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and last thing to mention, obviously, as well, was the golden boot. I mean, um, I mean, out of nowhere, obviously, Jaxie's just smashed it to bits with Pulisic, 37 goals. Um, in one season, it's um, yeah, it's, he definitely deserved that award. So fair play to him for that. Bad with Pulisic. I've yeah, had Pulisic he... before, and I played him in Cam. To be honest, his finishing was shocking. So mm. to see him play up front and score that many, I'm quite shocked. I think it's like you say, it's the way he plays him. He's quite tricky on the ball, is Jaxie. So I think mm. that's how he gets him into good positions. Uh, right, we'll drop down into uh, into the doldrums of the uh, the championship. Um, so again, just to run you down how uh, how that finished up. So we've got Malian in first, Tans in second, Bunsey in third, Payne in fourth, Storm in fifth, Bertie sixth, Packfish seventh, Harry eighth, Jeff ninth, Goldenbeard tenth, and River eleventh. And I think obviously River and Goldenbeard are definitely down. That's obviously they're in the relegation automatic, so fair enough. And I think did Jeff go down as well? Yeah, I think I think Harry, um, I think Harry won that uh, playoff yeah. game, which um, you know, which again, fair play to Harry for that. Um, and I think we're just waiting on Pain Wales and Storm, if I'm not mistaken, to figure out which one of them's going up. Am I right in that, or is it Bunsey? Bunsey, I think. I think they're playing tonight. Bunsey and Pain Wales, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, again, it'll be a tight game. Bunsey's got a real good team, um, and so is Pain Wales. So we'll we'll have to see how that one works. I mean, so again, Ash, if we come to you first. Championship. What do you think? Um, uh, the two that have gone up, I'm not surprised to go see Garp at all. I think they're the two probably strongest players in that division. Um, you know, obviously Storm and Bertie as well in that playoff space. I mean, only Payne and Buncey. I, I would say again, probably about right. Um, Jeff Anthony. Uh, uh, Jeff Anthony surprises me having gone down. Um, you know, he he used to be a really good player. I have a good games with him. He just seems to have lost a bit of form in the, this uh, last season and this one. Um, you know, got some cracking players in his team. 
Um, and I mean, uh, oh, River and Goldenbeard. I mean, uh, River last season done uh, done the five nil on me in the uh, in a game. Um, so I'm I'm surprised to see him go down. I mean, it just doesn't doesn't look like it's gone right. He's only won four games this season and drawn seven. Um, so clearly something's not right. Um, but yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised to see um, I'm surprised to see him go down. I just don't think it's been the season. But yeah, I mean, Tans and Malian, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, both in the Prem next season. I mean, you say that. I think Tans was always going to come up. I think, given the fact that um, you know, I mean, he had a he he won't forgive it for saying it, and he always says it to everybody. But he's obviously got quite a naff team that was left to him by the previous manager. Um, and Amalian, like you say, on the, the flip side, has got quite a good team, and obviously it's been well documented that he had the the finesse shot um, scam at the start of the season, which obviously got nerfed eventually. But that's why he scored a lot of goals and won a lot of games. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I've I've sort of you know spoiler alert, I've spoke about one of these guys in the manager, um, the league managers awards that Marcus is asking for PMs about. And for Payne Wales to be fourth in the championship, having come up from the um, from the League One, I think it's a massive achievement to finish above the likes of Bertie, Golden Beard, Jeff. I mean, these guys were in the Prem, you know. And I think that um, you know, for him to finish above them is a, is a is a massive testament to him. So I think that's uh, fantastic. I've got to admit, I do fear for him if he comes up to the Prem. I think he'll probably get battered week in week out if he comes to the Prem, and that's not being harsh. It's just the truth. Um, but we'll we'll have to find out. Um, Aaron, what about you? Do you think there's any any major shocks in that division? Uh, well, looking at it for the first time this season, if I'm honest, yeah. I'm very surprised to see Bertie and Six because whenever I've played him personally, I've always found it a very very close game. So to see him below, you know, Storm, Payne, Wales, I'm quite shocked. I'm quite shocked at that, and I'm very shocked to see Riverman at bottom because I again when I play him, I always find our games to be quite quite tight, quite close. So I always ended up down at bottom. Just proves anything can happen in these leagues. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree. And again, obviously, we talk about you know again for me, Golden Beard being down there as well. I mean, he he is a he could be Prem standard quite easily. Like you say, I have quite tight games with Golden Beard, Jeff Anthony. We can have quite tight games. So um, yeah, Championship's quite a tough division when you look at it. Um, but yeah, again, definitely. I think we'll we'll have to have a look and see how it pans out next season as well. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously, like you said. As we record this, I think we've got the playoff final uh, tonight at some point. So um, we'll uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, anything else on the championship before we move on, boys? Who do you think will win playoff? Um, oh, now you're asking. Um, oh, do you know, it's difficult. I mean, you look at Bunsey and he's almost done a Huddersfield. I mean, he's fucking got a minus one goal difference and he's, he's finished third. Um, <laughs> But uh, but then again, for me, it's heart and head. I think I would want Payne Wales to uh, to come up, because again, I think that would be like you know back to back promotions would be fantastic. But I think looking at Bunsey's team, um, and and obviously he's slightly a better player. I think Bunsey will come up. What about you, Ash? Yeah, uh, I Bunsey. I think Bunsey will come up. Sorry, Payne. Aaron. Well, I'll back your Payne Wales. Go on, lad. Go oh, on, two one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to. We'll see what happens. And again, just to touch on the top goal scorer, we've got Mariano for Malian, uh, top goal scorer, which is no surprise, let's like say, the finesse shot uh, glitch that he was using at the start of the uh, start of the league, obviously, has, has done that for him. So uh, so congratulations, anyway, lads. Uh, right, moving on to the League One. 
Um, so again, I'll just run through the uh, the way it looks. So we've got Joby in first. Congratulations, Joby. We've got Danger Mouse second. Rhino third. Wince fourth. Burnsy is fifth. Big B sixth. Tunnel seventh. Soggy Cabbage is eighth. Dio ninth. Worm tenth. And Wiz Fox is eleventh. So again, I mean, looking at that, obviously we've got Joby and Mouse gone up. And actually, Bry, even though he finished sixth, managed to um, to go up, didn't he? Um, Big B in the playoffs. So congratulations to, to Big B for that. Um, again, you know, it looks like he, he almost did that thing you see in real life where he has a bit of a late run towards the uh, towards sixth spot and then he's managed to get in the playoffs and win. So fantastic to that. Um, again, Aaron, if we come to you first, if you've not looked at the championship, I doubt you've really looked here. But any <laughs> any shocks? <laughs> No, no massive shocks for me there. I mean, why is Danger Mouse even in that league, to be honest? I'm more shocked he hasn't won it. Because whenever I play him, to be honest, he beats me quite a lot, in all fairness. Looking at maybe Rhino's team, he probably shouldn't have finished in top two with the team he's got. So he's got a really good team, but struggling to win trophies. So he could call him Liverpool, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised to see Bry go up. Because in years gone by, I've played Bry. And again, very tough player to play against. Whenever I have to play a league game against him, I'd beat him 5-0, but then he get a one nil against me, so I know he can always scrape out them results when he wants to. He's a good player on his day. I mean, what about you, Ash? Yeah, I'm not surprised to see um, Joby and Mouse go up. You know, I agree with what Aaron said. Why is Mouse in that league? I think he's just had a couple of bad seasons. He's got a fantastic squad and he's a fantastic player. Um, you know, and I'd like to see him back in the top flight. I think, you know, the championship's going to be interesting for him next season. It's the same with Joby. Um, and Bright, yeah, you know, he, he can be a very tough player. Uh, to play against, you know, not defensive as such, but he's very compact to break down. Um, and he, he's he's good at getting those results and grinding it out. So there's not really any uh, any surprises in that division, I don't think. I mean, I just look at the bottom there, Wizzy, Fox and Worm. Um, bless them. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to slate them. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's no surprises there. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, I don't know what you guys think. And again, we, we've talked about it quite a lot. We've documented his, uh, his rise and fall over the uh, the season and the past seasons. Obviously, uh, Rhino sort of uh, finishing third. Um, obviously, the last few games, last four games, lost, lost, drawn, loss. Um, I mean, he was first at one point for quite a while in that division. Um, I think whether it be the pressure, whether it just be the fact he had quite a lot of big hitters to play towards the end or not, I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, obviously we've seen uh, we've seen him fall away. I think if he can keep the nucleus of his team together, he's got a good chance of coming up next season. Um, but you say that, you know, you look at the people dropping down from the championship: Golden Beard, Riverman. These are players, you know, that are pretty decent. You know, Jeff Anthony. So I mean, it's going to be a tough one to call next season as well. Um, again, I, the one thing I would say on the uh, on League One, no real shocks when you look at it, but. Again, congratulations to uh, to Tunners. I mean, we were sat here last season at the review stage talking about the fact that he'd only, I think he picked up his first win in his last set of fixtures or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, so to have, to have won seven and drawn three, um, that's, you know, quite the improvement. I think he only had sort of in the low teens of points last season, you know, um, and to have 24 points near, he's only three points off the playoffs. So he's uh, he's done well. So quite improved there as well. I think it kind of shows what having a good franchise can do, to be honest, because he had quite a poor franchise. I know it's something you've spoken about, Aaron, actually, as well. We've had a chat about having a decent franchise, haven't we? 
Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, I I messed up last season. I ended up with a 2.5, and I just couldn't compete with anybody at all money-wise. I, it took me weeks and weeks to save up just to get 15, 20 million to sign somebody mm-hmm. half decent. So changing to Napoli now is it's a massive difference for me. So it's probably done the same for him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and again, just before we finish off, obviously the no big surprises to see the top goal scorer in that division by a massive ten goals was uh, was Marcus Rashford, um, someone who uh, I believe someone in this party might be interested in, if I'm not mistaken. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. You know, I've offered him a hundred million plus my striker, which I think is a cracking deal, and he turned it down. Wow. Yeah, they go. I mean, I think oh, I think no it's, it's always going to be difficult, isn't it? You know, being a man, fan, being a Man United fan, obviously, you know, it's um, it's it's obviously got to be difficult to try and uh, try and prize him away for both of you. You know, obviously, you you're desperate for him being a Man United fan, and he'll be desperate to keep him. But yeah. uh, I mean, we've talked about it in the past as well. You know, which obviously is maybe it's a discussion for another day. But we've talked about people trying to put like caps on how long you can have a player and things, and it's not something I'd be in favour of if I'm being honest, because you have sort of like, you know, the players that you want to keep and you don't ever want to see leave, but it might be something to discuss in the future, you know, moving people on, keeping it moving, keeping it fresh, um, you know, just to sort of make sure everyone has a go with each uh, each player. Yeah, um, That won't be for me, that I don't think. No, I, don't I don't think you should be forced to sell any player. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got Musa and I've had him for ages and I've no interest in selling him on and I wouldn't like to be forced to have to do that. No, I agree. Again, you know, I'm not advocating it at all. I wouldn't want to do it, but I'm saying it's something that could maybe be looked at or maybe some sort of like, you know, you get to keep, you know, half the players. I don't know. Again, discussion for another day. Um, just at this point as well, just when we finish the season review, if everybody can, if you've not done it already, send Mark as your PM with your uh, with your league awards nominations. That'd be fantastic. Obviously, you do get paid for it as well, so bear that in mind. But I think it's just nice to see, um, you know, give other managers a bit of praise and see uh, see who thinks what about who. Yeah. Um, also, as well, so we'll just have a quick chat. Obviously, we've got the uh, the Dazza Raza tournament that's uh, that's currently ongoing at the moment. Um, which has pretty much got the main focus because obviously the, the season's finished. Um, boys, uh, Ash, if we come to you first, how are you finding the tournament? Yeah, um, I think it was third in the end. I finished in the group. Um, should be enough to go through uh, to the next stage. Um, but you know, I, I really like the concept of it. You know, I think it's produced some cracking games, and um, yeah, it, it is a great, it's a great concept. Um, and it, I mean, it's a great tournament to be involved with. You know, for all all members. You know, Daz was a and a legend um and you know rest his soul but it, it was uh, it would make him proud mm. i think um i think obviously what we want to uh, what we want to say at this time as well is um you know they're just giving pages on there you know they're just giving page you'll find the link um in the uh Dazraza tournament main yeah. thread that yeah. marcus updates so you know i mean i i admit i've not um not donated mine yet um i'm pretty shit at things like this i always forget um, but I will make sure I, uh, I do it at some point again. And like, like Marcus has said, no matter how small the, uh, the donation, you know, every little helps. So, uh, make sure you, uh, chuck a, chuck a couple of quid in there if you can, lads. Um, Aaron, how have you found the tournament so far, mate? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, I got a loss though against Riverman, unfortunately yesterday due to the old, uh, handicap. I didn't actually even realise we had a handicap until I finished the game with Wizzy Fox. He put, the he put the score in a 6-2 and I'm like, you didn't score two goals, what are you doing? And then I looked at the page and I'm like, oh, that's why. I should start reading stuff more often, to be honest. But yeah, I think I've, I think I've gone through in my group. 
top. So, yeah, it's been good. It's good to uh, to have something like this because you get players who wouldn't normally be at the top coming out with something. You might get somebody win it who wouldn't usually win it. So, yeah, it's a good thing. I think that's it. I think obviously having a handicap in the leagues would be ridiculous because obviously there's no point for that. But having uh, handicaps in uh, in the odd tournament, I think it's quite good. I think, um, like you say, it means that you, you're not playing, um, you know, for I don't know what it's like. You've been a League One player playing a Prem player, I'll be honest. But I imagine it must be a bit of a challenge sometimes if, you know, you, you're with Fox and you come up against yourself, Aaron, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, what, yeah. just give up 20 minutes to get bashed. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. So you know, if he if he was to do a soggy cabbages or or a dearest storm, as we now coin the phrase, um, and sit back <laughs> and put eleven men behind the ball, you never know. He might do all right. So yeah, it's a good concept. Might be worth doing it for a one night. Yeah, I mean, again, I think um, you could even do some sort of like you say, you know, when we do these Ryder Cup events, um, you know, where it's sort of two uh, two teams and it's you know, sort of you each win you get wins a point for your team and whatnot. It might even be worth trying to introduce it in there, maybe. And I say we'll have to. Uh, have to see, yeah. but uh, but yeah, no, it's been good. I've been I've enjoyed it so far. The one thing I will say, obviously, and I'm not obviously, you know, I, I'm no authority on it, but just some of the lads, obviously, you know, not getting the games played, not posting in bloody fixture threads and stuff. Just pull your finger out, lads. Come on, you know, it's uh, if you didn't want to be involved, don't sign up. Um, you know, that, that's just my little thing on it anyway. I just think it frustrates me um, when people don't bother uh, bother to do that. Anyway my rant over um, <laughs> well um, yeah. so uh, so the last sort of bit before we move on to listeners questions then so it's all about money 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 so obviously the, the big impact we've had going into this next season season 27 um is or 26 whichever one it's going to be is going to be wages um now marcus has obviously put out a uh, a new structure which is going to uh, I, I, I hated not to call it a punishment for those with higher higher rated players but it's more of a you know higher rated player tax if you were and um it's it makes it makes it a bit more realistic it means that people have to control their teams better myself included and obviously you know it, it highlights the importance of having a good franchise which we discussed earlier on I mean, just throwing an example out there, and I'll use the the main candidate being Bertie. So Bertie's previous income was seven and a half million per match day, um, deducting four point uh, sorry four million and sixty five thousand in wages, giving him a net payment of just under three and a half million. Now his deduction, the same income, his deductions are just over seven million, giving him a three hundred thousand. Uh, net payment, which I think actually with the SOFI for upgrades that were released last night, he's actually now been belongerized, so he's actually having to pay to play, um, which will be uh, be interesting next season. Again, it forces people to think and maybe move their team around a little bit. Um, Ash, what do you uh, what do you think about the change? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally quite like it. Um, I think it makes it a little bit different. I mean, I, I think I could well be screwed because uh, I'm just looking at the sheet now uh, based on what the uh, the changes that have been made, and I've actually got eight players on that sheet that have uh, all been upgraded uh, since uh, since this sheet's been updated. So uh, I'd I'd dread to think what this is going to be after uh, after they've uh, updated the sheets with new player ratings. So um, it makes you think a little bit more uh, about what you're going to do, especially when it comes to the BFAs and the transfer market. You know, 
long gone are the days now where you think, oh, I'm going to take all the big high-rated players. You're now going to think about, oh, if I want that player, I'm going to have to shift another one of my top players on. Otherwise, I'm going to risk not bringing hardly in any money to... Um in terms of match days it just adds another dynamic to the uh to, to the league and it just makes people think a lot more when it comes to bfas and transfer markets um so I, i'm looking forward to see how it runs this season my opinion on it may well change at the end of the season but we'll i, I i'm all for it at the start yeah i mean aaron what about you yeah i agree with, with what ash says i mean from my own personal view my net payment it's not one of the highest, but it's up there at three million. So mm. it's great for me because I've got one of the lowest rated squads. So it might give me a chance of maybe having a superstar from someone, you know, like a, a Marcus Rashford, if somebody wanted to sell him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, like Ash, though, if I start getting better players during the season, my opinion might change a bit. But I'm only happy for it to come in now because I'm actually still getting paid quite a bit. But if I were Bertie, I'd probably be thinking, for God's sake, why is he have to bring this in? <laughs> well, I mean, no, the thing I is, like the thing is, I mean, you look at, again, the people it affects, you know, we talked about myself having quite a big squad, Ash, Bertie, um, you've got Packfish, Payne Wales, uh, Rhino, you know, all these people. I've actually not heard a single person who it affects negatively talk negatively about it. Everybody is actually welcome the change, which is, is really quite good, actually. I think it's something that people have wanted for a while because... We're getting to the point now where, um, you know, for, for us guys who sort of came in all in a, a bit of a batch um, about a year ago, um, we're not used to having this many sort of, you know, inverted commas slags in the league. You know, we we would sort of have, you know, uh, you know myself having Jesus and Coman in the same team. You'd be lucky to have one of them in a league, you know, let alone in a in a team and two in the same squad. Um, so I think the fact that we're doing this, it means that you can have less... Um, less big players um, in each squad. And again, it, it forces you to be a bit clever, you know, maybe research on Sophie for the players that are maybe lesser rated. For example, Gwendouzi that you've got, Ash. Yeah. You know, he's he was 72 rated, 69 when you got him off me, I think. Yeah. He's now a 74. Yeah. Yes, obviously that'll be costing you more, but then he's probably going to get another upgrade at some point. And if he has a good game, he'll get MDRs, which don't come into, you know, the, the wages scenario. So it's maybe going to force people to think, right, well, this player, how's he doing in real life? Is he going to get MDRs, which are going to make him, say, an 81 overall? But actually, he's only going to count towards a 78 rated wages and, and things like that. And it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it shifts people's um, opinions going forward. Yeah. I, I, I will just add on to that really, really quickly. And, uh, and this is the only thing that I could possibly think of that w- was one of the negatives is that I, I hope certain people, you know, players don't like stop using the market because yeah. they're either not getting enough in terms of uh, you know their, their net pay and uh, you know even taking part in events and getting payments um I, I hope it doesn't kill the market in a way um that that's my only my only negative but it, 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 it it's uh, it's a change that i embrace i think it's going to be good it just it encourages people to do more research and be a little bit more strategical um, when it comes to uh, buying and selling players, I mean, I get I get what you're saying about it killing the market or possibly killing the market. And you don't want that to happen. I think that where it will and, and won't happen is obviously, yeah, you're right. Let's say, for example, um, we were had zero cash now. Um, you know, last season we're used to selling players for 70 million, 50 million, and all this. But actually, after you know half a season of league payments and um, you know, events and whatnot. Aaron offers Rhino 40 million 
for uh, for Rashford, let's say, and as, he, as an example, obviously as of last season, forty million would have been maybe half, maybe a third of what you'd expect to pay. But in actuality, forty million is would be a ridiculous sum of money, you know, and nobody would be able to compete with that in the new setup, you know, even if they saved up for a few weeks. So you're right. I think it's looking at it, and it's it's all relative at the end of the day. It's making sure that what you're paying reflects what the current market is and not thinking too much about last season and, and living in the past. Because if you if you don't do that, and if you don't take payments, and you don't be active in the market, then you can't be active in the BFAs. And for me, they're the, the best bit about the, the fantasy league, you know, is, is having a good BFA. I mean, and what, what do you what do you think about that, Aaron, if you sort of take that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you've got to take part in, in your BFAs and stuff. You always get... We had it last season. People just don't understand the valuation of these players. Like you mentioned, if there's only 40 million in in the league, that's what he's worth. And mm. people are saying, well, he's really worth 100 million. But if the person with the highest amount of money's got 40 million, then that's what he's worth. But people don't yeah. seem to grasp that at all, do they? For mm. some reason. I think that's it. And you know, people are well entitled to hold on to to the player, you know, to try and get you know a better amount of money. But ultimately, if they do that, that like we said, they're missing out. They're going to be missing out on. Um, on BFAs and on uh, mm. on site activity. I mean, if we just uh, if we just roll on just quickly while we're on that subject. I mean, the transfer window isn't even bloody open yet. If you go to the transfer market, it's absolutely rife. It's more active than it normally is in the bloody season. Um, I mean, you've got Storm trying to flog his his shitters. Um, you've got Joby trying to sell his old people. Fucking <laughs> breaking out of Milan. Um, you know, but then you've got some gems in there. You know, you've got Callum Wilson, Milik, who you're selling, Aaron, um, mm-hmm. Shakiri, Danny Rose, Madison, Gnabry, Kimpembe. I mean, people are getting rid of their big players. And again, this could all be in um, as a knee-jerk reaction to worrying about the fact they're not going to have a lot of money coming in. Mm. I mean, Ash, what do you? Uh, what's, what's your opinion as to why people are selling when there's no market open yet? Uh, well, I suppose to get ahead of the deal, isn't it, really? You know, I mean, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe people are missing the transfer market. You know, does it stay closed for too long? Do we, um, you know, do we open it too close to the season? Should it be open, you know, should it shut at all? I don't know. Um, I, I, I think people are also obviously looking at the way structure and going, all right, hang on, I need to start, you know, trying to do some deal for some of my top-rated players and maybe either look at bringing some money in or, you know, a swap for a lower-rated player and some cash. And uh, I I suppose that's the start of people trying to strategically plan um, ahead of of season, you know, instead of ahead of uh, starting. Yeah, I mean, I mean... Aaron, obviously, is one of the uh, the Ninor brigade. Um, maybe it's a good question to ask you. I mean, the, the closing the, the window, sort of two, yeah. two um, match days before the end, as it were. I mean, I, I get the point because, for example, let's say the scenario happened like we had at the end of this Prem season. And let's say, um, you know, people, that whole sort of anybody but burger scenario, hashtag. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if, for example, I said, right, OK, right, well, Aaron, you can buy Jesus off me for 50 million. And then I'll just buy them back off you once the window back opens again. I, I get, you know, I get that the whole point of closing the window beforehand is to stop any shenanigans happening. But like Ash said, I mean, does it stay closed for too long, do you think? Do you think we could open it back up as soon as the season finishes? I mean, what what would be the implications? Uh, yeah, it should. Uh, a couple of days after the season's finished, I don't see any reason why it can't be opened back up. I mean, 
I don't know if Ash were around. You definitely weren't around. But we had the issue a few seasons back there were a guy called Big Ash. And I think it all started from that. A transfer happened and it was kind of a bit dodgy towards end of the season. So I think yeah. from there, Marcus has just yep. stopped it. I remember. So that it can't happen again. I mean, what was what was the example? Do you remember what happened? Or? I think he got a very good player for very cheap. And it, just, it were a transfer that didn't make sense. Yeah. And... It, it looked dodgy, and to be honest, it probably was dodgy. And he was challenging for the title with, uh, I think it was with myself, and I, I can't remember if he won it or if I won it. But from there, Marcus just said, right, we're not going to let anybody have that option to do that again. So I close it two match days before, which mm. makes perfect sense. But like I say, I don't see any reason why we can't open it straight back up, mm. get people active. Because to be honest, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the site goes a bit quiet at the end of a season. Oh, yeah, the so site let, dies. let people use the transfer market. Mm. To try and keep a bit of a chat going, activity going. Yeah, I, I think the site, I think I agree, the site does die a little bit. Because um, you've got to bear in mind as well, you know, people, um, you know, just because the season finishes, we've still got this Dazzler as a tournament. We've got, um, you know, the, the late night golden goal events. We've got the TFI events. You know, we're still using them teams. Um, and I think it would be uh, it would be good if it was back open. I don't, I don't see the negative or any negative, really, for opening it straight away as the season finishes myself but again maybe that's one to put out for the listeners what do you guys think feel free to uh, stick it in the comments after you've uh, after you've listened to our lovely voices <laughs> um right well i will uh, we'll finish off with uh, with my mate ash has got some listeners questions yeah. um so ash all over to you my friend oh thank you very much right well obviously as always thank you ever so much for uh, your questions we've had a few this week uh, both directed to you uh, yourself uh, Aaron and Jam so uh, I will pinpoint them to uh, each of you uh, as we come to it um, you know as always if you've got a question for our, our panel then do throw them over because we do it is a vital uh, part of our show, of the podcast and um, we do enjoy answering them so uh, question one uh, this is well I say question one is about there's about four parts uh, to this question although they do react a little bit different and the first question is towards you Aaron um, so this comes from Danger Mouse uh, towards the start of the season the Premiership was looking very tough, and after a couple of tournament losses, and even some losses to myself, made me think you was in line for relegation. First of all, massive congratulations on winning possibly the toughest division to date. And secondly, was seeing your name tipped for relegation the motivation you needed to push forward? Uh, no, because, to be honest, I could, although I've won it, I could have quite easily got relegated. That's how strong that league is and it could very well happen next season so it's not why I'm getting too arrogant about it right now to be honest but no seeing him uh, tip me for relegation no it didn't give me any motivation whatsoever probably not winning it for four years and listening to people in parties all the time saying rolling back the years or 2013 hour and all this that's probably more of a motivation <laughs> um, the second part to that question do you think this was a one off season or do you think it's a sign of things to come what, for me, winning things again? No, I don't... F- <sighs> Looking at this league, this is the hardest league I've ever played in on AG. And with Malian and Tans coming up next season, it's going to get even harder. I can't see anybody winning this league consecutively, like two or three at a time. It's, I think we're always going to have someone different winning it. And that's great for the league, to be honest. I'm just happy I'm one of them who has won it. Next year, it could be you, Ash. It could be you, Jam. It could be Berger again. I think it could be anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Um Next question that's come from Mouse. Um, and this is an open question, so I'll get you to both answer it. So, 
with the impending wage increase, we will see squads minimalise back to 16 to save on wages. Mm, well, I don't know if we will, but that's a good um, that's a good point. Is now the time to bring in bookings, red cards, and possibly injuries to keep the squad high and the wages high? Jam, I'll start with you. Oh, well, there's loads of parts to that bloody question, isn't there? Right, OK. <laughs> um, I forgot, I fell asleep halfway through. Um, right, so I would say, um, definitely, first of all, first part, I think you won't see a load of squads with 16 players because I think people will want to keep their options open. And 16 players, as I've experienced myself, means it's really difficult then if you ever want to move anybody on, you've got to bring in a replacement. And I, I don't, I can't see that happening myself. I think people will stay around the 17-18 mark. Um the uh, the next sort of part of the question saying about the yellows, the reds, the injuries and whatnot, the suspensions. Um, it's something that's really, really difficult to police. I think injuries, no, because I think your player recovers in the game anyway. So definitely not. I think yellow cards, too hard to police. However, um, and again, I'll name and shame, you know, Jeff Anthony's done it. Rhino's done it. Um, you know, I think uh, the names escape me, but other people have done it as well, but they just go full hack mode and start sliding in and stuff. And if your player gets sent off, I, you know, there's nothing more infuriating than that for me is when people start hacking away because they're, they're not as good as the person they're playing against. So for me, if there's a red card, regardless of whether it's a bullshit red card or not, that player doesn't play in the next fixture, whether that be you've played fixture six and uh, sorry, seven and eight, and you know five and six you're playing after or whatever whatever it is the league admin and it's creating more work for me fair enough but the league admin has to make sure that player doesn't play somehow um if we're going to do any any sort of extra added you know sort of um parts to that it would definitely be red card and suspension because otherwise where's the incentive you know you could just slide in with someone um you know take someone down who's going to go through and score a goal and and there's no ramification for it other than in that one fixture They'll be playing, you know, even if it's the first fix, they'll be playing in the second one straight after. So for me, I think, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely reds and suspensions could be something that could be looked at. What, I mean, what do you, uh, what do you think, Aaron? Yeah, going back to the squad limits, I don't think, like you'll say, you'll see many on 16. I think as long as people are managing the squads, they'll still be quite high up. I mean, I've got a 62 sat in mind, but the whole point that it keeps my rating down quite nicely. Uh, about injuries, I don't get how he could manage that. What What would you do, Marcus? Just say your player's injured one week. I don't know. Mm. How would we go about doing injuries? I don't think that makes sense for me. Yellow and reds, we did use them in the past, and they were quite good. So if you got five yellow cards, I think you got a hundred thousand pound fine. And then if you got to ten yellow cards, you got a two hundred thousand pound fine. So it did take a bit of money out here and there, but. I f- I suppose it's been the same on past FIFA's when we've used it, but even now, you get yellow cards for some of the softest stuff. We see some at penalties given, and it's so frustrating to see some of these cards. It can be quite harsh for some of them to be given. Uh, it wouldn't make it more realistic, I suppose, but I don't know. I probably Fair enough. W- I probably would take them in if I had to decide. I probably would take them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think... Um... Yeah, I mean, yellows can be distributed out in this FIFA very, very easily and very um, harshly at times. Um, so, uh, yeah, although with that being said, I- I'd like to see him back in the leagues. Um, and the last question from Mouse was, could we see a first franchise sale? I don't know if that's possible, but maybe it could now be an added option. I, I think what he means is in terms of selling franchises to other players um, rather than selling them back to the uh, the banker. 
Um, Aaron, we'll start with you on that one. I actually thought about it the other day. Yeah, I would quite like to have a an auction between ourselves if we wanted to sell. Say, if I wanted to sell you Napoli Ash, and you were happy to take them for twenty million if you offered me that, I don't see why we can't do it. It's only the same as selling players to each other. Why can't we transfer our franchises, so to speak? Because I, I, I'd quite like Man United, but there's probably no chance of me getting them now, unless I could make a deal with Jeff to get them. Jam. Mm. Yeah, I mean, again, you not to mention the old site too much that me and some of the lads were on, but I think that's something we did on the old site. We had a bit of a franchise window, and I think it was a case of you could say, like, right, again, use the example me and Aaron, because um, he'll love this. Um, you know, Aaron gives me uh, Musa um, and Napoli, and I give him something, you know, another player, and Man City, you know? And um, and, and that, that can work. I mean, the, the thing about it is obviously... It's, it's a lot of administrative work, you know, in the uh, in the sense that Marcus would have to change it on the sheets and change the badge in the back, you know, the sort of the, the main bit of the site where the, the tables are and stuff. So it can be a bit frustrating, I think. But as long as it's done, not done mid-season, I think it's something we could possibly look at. But again, not not as maybe important and as pressing as some of the other matters we've talked about, like red cards and things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's um it, it could work well at the start of the season. You know you could have that uh that sort of window spell before um you know maybe even two three days before you do the actual auction uh, in terms of like new teams and sellbacks. Um you know maybe it's something that that could be um you know could be explored. I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear other people's thoughts on that. Um right, next question and this one is for you, Jam. Uh, this one's come from Bonzi. So the question oh, is, this will be good. You got relegated, and this is uh, this is two <laughs> parts. This is two parts to this, but I'll read it all in one. So, does Jam feel lucky that he didn't have to play Belonga and instead base? This is his wording, by the way. Um, does Jam feel lucky that he didn't have to play Belonga and instead basically got six free points off Jamie Surfer to keep him from automatic relegation? <laughs> and following on. Is it fair for a team to change hands midway through season as it causes a fixture imbalance? Obviously, I'll start with you on that one, Jam. Right, well, the first question. So I PM'd Marcus about this, and I think I spoke to a few people in the party about it as well. I PM'd Marcus because I said to him straight away, as soon as Jamie Surfer left the leagues, I was like, right, mate, can I play someone, anybody, don't really care who, but I need to, I want to play someone to make sure I have a chance to stay in this division fairly. I didn't want any buys. I didn't want any poor results or anything. And I can I can prove that with a PM. Um, it, for me, like I say, I, I would rather have got relegated to the championship than have had, have had to stay up with a buy. The fact that um, that uh, I think it was Bonzi beat Welser meant that I um, I was in the relegation playoff against Welser and not Jamie. Otherwise, obviously, I would have just automatically stayed up which for me would have just been a bit of a travesty, really, because I think you shouldn't, you know, regardless of who I was playing. The actual PM I sent to Marcus was, look, whoever, if, if I'm due to be playing Jamie, and obviously that would have been a buy, instead, can I play the, the loser of the championship playoff final? You know, and at least then it's some sort of a game um, to, to prove that I'm worthy of staying in the Prem. So, I mean, yeah, in answer to the question, um, it would I, I was very lucky that it wasn't Belonga. Um, but at the same time, I, I didn't want it to be that way. Um, and uh, what was the second part of the question? So, uh, is it fair for a team to change hands midway through season as it causes a fixture imbalance? Well, it's not fair, 
but then it's not unfair because otherwise we're going to have loads of um, buys. Yeah, yeah, we'll have loads of buys and stuff. So now I think, yeah, I think it's definitely fair that that happens. I think, well, whether it's fair or not, it happens, and it's always going to be that way. I think one of the, the rule changes possibly looking at coming into play next season from now on, um, which I think we've obviously been, been discussed in the admin room, is that we're going to maybe look at um, resetting the results. So we had, like, obviously the, the Dr. Death and Malian one, um, at the start of the championship season and Tans obviously took over a team that had a massively negative goal difference and a terrible squad that game would have to be replayed so I think and I think that is fair because then there's no there's no excuses there's no um, I don't know there's no option for you to blame it on someone else so I think yeah I think that would be the way forward really uh, but I don't know what Aaron thinks on that well yeah I had a uh... A bit of an experience of it because obviously I had to play Belonga in my league games. Jaxie had to play Jamie. We're battling out at the top of the table. For me, no offence to Jamie, Jaxie got a free six points. I had to play a much tougher player. So in that sense, it's not massively fair. But you can't do anything about people leaving the league, unfortunately. I do think the best way we do it going forward is all results just get wiped and you start again. We're all active enough to get them games caught up, I think. There's no reason why you can't just reset them results and start it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's. Uh, I think that would be a fair way to go going forward in terms of uh, you know just pull just pulling result. Well, not pulling results, but sort of resetting results, so to speak, for that player and just you know, especially early on in the season. Um, you know, if if a new player comes in the league, they're going to be keen to show air active. Um, and get games done. So I think it would just keep it, you know, in a lot more fairer than what perhaps it, it has been. Um, that's just my personal take on it. Um, right, next question, and this one is for Aaron. Uh, this has come from Jaxi. So with how tight the Prem has was this season, um, and with a few potentially making changes to win the title uh, this well, season coming up, Will you be looking to make any changes to your team to keep up with the competition? I think you've always got to make changes, aren't you, to stay to stay fresh? Because if you keep saying players all the time, then people are just going to know how to play against you, to be honest. So I'm, I'm already starting now. I mean, I've got 70 million. <coughs> I think you'll know me, Ash, from years gone by. It's not very often I have a lot of cash. No, no so that's, that's very, very true. Yeah, I'm usually living off scraps. So I'm definitely actively looking for new players where I'm going to get them new players, I don't know if anyone's going to give them to me. I mean, I've made an offer for Shakiri. He'd definitely strengthen my forward line. But, yeah, I'll be making changes. I don't know where yet, but I will be making changes to some players. Mainly just, I don't like playing with the same players all the time, just to keep it fresh. Sometimes I just change for that reason. Not because I need strengthening, but just to try out new players here and there. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I just say on that as well. It's funny you say that because there's obviously that thread where it says post your fantasy team, and um, I looked at it and looked at my team from I think it was the start of last season, and I looked through and I had fucking high seventies, eighties in virtually every single position. And do you ever look at it and think like, what the fuck went wrong? Like, and I think it's literally just because I, <laughs> like, like you just said, Aaron, you get bored and you want to transfer players and you want money for BFAs and yeah. things like that. And and ultimately, you know, it's, it is about that. You go through peaks and troughs with your team. It's no surprise that some of the guys who have got set teams, I mean, you look at Bry, apart from splurging a hundred million on each bloody transfer deadline day, he doesn't tend to do a lot of, of dealings. 
um, you know, and he, he he has relatively sort of similar seasons. Maybe if he sort of pushed the boat out and did more transfers, it'd push him further up. Or again, it could have the adverse effect. It could screw him up. You never know. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. You know. Um, yeah. Um, let's just move on to the we're on to the final penultimate question. So again, Aaron, um, you won your last ten games in a row to win the league title. Is that your longest winning streak to date? Uh, well, I, I know the answer to this, but no. <laughs> I'll ask that question. Uh, Rye Jones. Rye Jones. I never, won uh, la- I never won my last 10 games. I lost to Jackson, third one from end. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, right. Um, but, but no, I once won a league with a 100% record, so that was my longest winning streak. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw um, that brag out there. All right, all right. Don't mention that to Tans. <laughs> oh, we'll be talking FIFA 12. Right, final question. And this is FIFA 08, yeah. (laughs) Um, This has come from Bry. Do you think the new wage structure will have a big effect on the transfer prices? Will a 79 rated, well, will 79 rated players be worth more than 82 and 83 rated players because of the high wages? We'll start with you, Aaron. Jesus Christ. I'd say, yeah, probably. I think you'll see a lot more lower-rated players getting transferred about now, whereas people used to struggle. I've seen a lot of good players going in that Spank the Banker that you probably could have got a good good deal for. So I think we'll see a lot of them now getting transferred as opposed to being spanked. Because it's like me, I've got, I've, as I've mentioned, I've got a 62-rated player, and that's keeping my rating right down, in my opinion. So mm. people might just get them lower-rated players, kind of stockpile them, because... I don't use subs that much. I, you two have played me. Do you see how often I make a sub? It's not very often. Yeah. So I don't mind keeping a lot of low-rated players on my bench. No, sure. Oh, yeah, I've, I think you might see, a, not a massive increase, but I've, I think you might see more getting sold, maybe, not maybe the transfer fee getting increased. Jam? Well, I mean, so two-part question, obviously. Yes, I think you'll you'll see that those players will go up in value, but absolutely not will they be worth more than the, the sort of, you know, low to mid-80s. I mean, you look at fucking... The, after this recent So FIFA update uh, last night, you've got Delict, 84 rated. Um, you've got Gnabry, 84 rated. You've got um, Anderson, I think he's still 83 in your uh, team. He's 84. He went up um, 84. a couple you, of yeah, you look there. at it and it's just, it's bloody disgusting. Some of these players, it's shocking. Um, you know, Jesus, Coman in my team, you know, to Cater as well. I mean, I've got three 83 rated players. Um and I, I think, you know, if I put one of them up on the market instead of a 78-rated player, I know which one I'd expect to get more money for. Um, but I, I agree the first part of the question is that, yeah, I think, like Aaron said, those players that may be lesser, you know, sort of mid-70s to high-70s, they will be transferred more regularly, I think. Um, and you make a good point about the spanking, Aaron. I mean, somebody spanked um, the lad that plays left-back now for Man City, Zinchenko. Um, someone spanked him at the start of uh, last season and uh, he's up to like a 76 or 77 now you know and it just goes to show you know you fucking spank these players it's uh, some people do it quite uh, quite quickly and um, and again should maybe hold on to them for a little bit longer yeah, yeah definitely I've, I've said a lot of good players going that spank the banker especially the last one it's great I think people just because maybe the name just don't ring a bell to them maybe they don't mm. want to sign them I don't know if you looked into them and looked at the 
look at the potential and look at how they're doing on MDRs and stuff like that. You might see they're actually better players. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, I, agree. I think so too. I think um, it's all about the research, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. It is. I think you know that's why you know. I mean, I, I've got two bloody uh, two bookmarks saved under a folder for Fantasy League. One is Absolute Gaming forums, and the other one is So FIFA. Mm. You know, and no matter what, you know, I'll be at work on my break if if I get one, if I'm lucky. And I'll just have a little flick on the forum, see someone's in transfer market. And if there's no Sophie for link, I'll go straight to Sophie for and have a little look. I'll even take it a step further sometimes and I'll say, right, I'll Google the person and see if they're about to get a transfer to bloody Real Madrid or something. <laughs> you know, and it, it sounds real sad, doesn't it? But, you know, these things may come worth more money and it's it's about being clever. Yeah, you got to check. I mean, I never... I, I very rarely look at a player's rating. If I'm looking on Sophie for, for instance, if I want a striker, I'll look at his composure, his positioning, and his finishing. They're three important things for me for a striker. I don't care if he's a 76. If he's got good greens, high greens in them three, I'd probably go for him. Take a punt. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting question as well, um, you know, having to put out there. You know, do do well. I suppose time will tell, won't it? This season, really, we'll wait and see um, if the uh, if 79s and you know the lower rated players have a surge in their value. Um, and that that was the last listener's question. So I mean, I will hand back over to you, Jam, just to close everything off. But as always, thanks, you know, for for sending those questions in. It is a big part of our uh, of the podcast um, and keep them coming. But back over to you, Jam. Yeah, I mean, again, just to echo that, again, thanks for uh, contributing, guys. I think, you know, I don't, I'd, I'd be nice to see the listening figures. I think, um, you know, I'd like to think that we give up a, an hour of our time to do this, which, you know, well, sounds like a chore then. I, I enjoy doing it. But, uh, but it'd be nice to think that a lot of people actually listen to this. And, um, again, I think what we'll have to start doing to see if people are taking notice is maybe divulge a couple of little secrets in here or maybe the date of a secret BFA or something like that yeah. um, to sort of make sure people are listening. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's always good fun and it's always, it's always nice to hear that you guys are listening and, and sending these questions in. Um, but yeah, I think just to, to summarize guys, obviously we've talked a bit about the season review. The next one's going to be um, probably hosted by Ash. Um, and we're going to be talking a bit about a, a season preview. I think the likely, um, line up for that one possibly Joby if we ever get him back has anybody seen Joby hashtag where's Joby um, <laughs> uh, probably Riverman if he can get his Nokia 3310 upgraded um, and I think we've got Harry on if I'm not mistaken Ash is that right uh, yes yeah Harry uh, Harry will be on the next one well I, I can't confirm that just yet because uh, obviously uh, if, well, Harry, it, if Harry wants to come on but <laughs> um, yeah well, possibly Possibly, it depends yeah. whether his Asbo is still still active, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll wait. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, but poss- possibly <laughs> Harry. Possibly Harry on the next one. He might so, have a date uh, with somebody off plenty of fish. You never know. <laughs> oh, they'll smell like plenty of fish. That's what they. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. So Aaron, um, if you want to say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks great. for uh, thanks for coming, mate. Yeah, been it's been nice to have you, and obviously, yeah, congratulations on uh, on being the champion. Thank you, um, Ash. If you'd like to say your farewell. Yeah, uh, goodbye all. Thank you uh, very much all for listening. Um, you know, as always, 
and uh, come two weeks' time, you know, when the next one's on, we'll be looking ahead to the season. And uh, who knows, maybe the transfer market may uh, uh, may be open. And who, who knows, maybe a certain player or players may be going, oh, hint, hint, hint. But uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time, boys. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening.